plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Cowboys. It is Friday, October 28th. I hope you are having a good day. I'm your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Cowboys have a big game coming up Sunday night against the Eagles. Uh, NFC East at stake, uh, or, or the lead in the NFC East, of course, not the NFC East title. But huge game, big news of... Dak Prescott going up against Carson Wentz, two rookie quarterbacks. Carson Wentz is actually the Cowboys' top-rated quarterback coming into the draft. Eagles traded up to get him. Cowboys ended up with the gym in the fourth round and Dak Prescott. So should be interesting to see. But the big news right now around the Cowboys, Tony Romo, the veteran quarterback, the Pro Bowl quarterback, has returned to practice and... For the first time since August 25th when he underwent uh, uh, or he, he was hit by Cliff Averill, so sustained a compression fracture in his lower back. So the first time since that hit, Tony Romo returned to the practice field. He was limited on Thursday, uh, w- which means he only went through individual, a, a little pat and go and some other individual drills, but... Tony Romo is back out there, along with Dak Prescott, of course, and Mark Sanchez, the backup right now. But Tony Romo is making progress. I sat down with Scott Linehan. He, uh, not just me, but all of us, uh, had a few moments with Scott Linehan yesterday. I just want to jump right into this audio because he talked for a while. Uh, some good stuff. I'm going to probably, uh, you know, kind of pick and choose what I'm going to play, but Scott Linehan opening up talking about Tony Romo also goes on to touch about Des Bryant and some of the other offensive storylines going into the Sunday game against the Eagles. And I will close out the podcast by telling you my prediction. But here is offensive coordinator Scott Linehan on Tony Romo's first day back at practice on Thursday. What do you uh, think of Tony today? Well, real encouraged. He looks getting stronger. You know, got some pop on the on the ball, and, and uh, feeling better every day. So we're encouraged with his progress. Well, like I said, it's just making really good progress. Um, I think he's you know uh, feeling better. Like you said, he's able to throw on the run and do some things like that. So it shows that he's. Uh, He's, you know, um, getting closer. And I don't know how far that is. There's no timeline or any of that stuff, but we're just really happy to see him get back out there, see that number nine jersey back on the field, and, and uh, rooting the guys on until he gets back on the field one of these times. Scott, 
Excuse me. Is he back in the meetings with you guys yet? Yeah, he is. Not as much, uh, but more now. Uh, towards the end, we're talking through some stuff. I spent some time with him last week during our bye week, um, just talking through some of the things as the plan. But uh, you know, until uh, you know, until we you know figure out what whatever that time is, we have no idea what it is. There's no timeline. Um, he's uh, you know he's getting you know much more involved as to getting ready for ball games and things like that. Where's his head at mentally right now when you talk to him during the spy week and talk about bringing him back when this team does have a winning record with that? He's, you know, he's great. You know, he's, he's real happy, obviously, to see how well we've been able to do so far this year. Um, and, uh, you know, feels probably helps him not to feel to be rushed or anything like that. And, uh, you know, he's in great, great mindset. I know it's been difficult to, to sit back and watch when you anticipated being... Uh, Obviously, a major part of it, but uh, you know he's he's handled it well and, and uh, has got himself and I think feeling pretty good at this point, which uh, which we're all encouraged by. Did he have this weekend circled on his calendar? I know that the wisdom was that this could have been a weekend comeback, maybe Cleveland. Where was his mind at in terms of his comeback? I don't I don't think we ever put a time on it because I don't know that we knew exactly how long or still know how long it'll be. So uh, I'm sure he's been chomping the bit to get back out there, but you know it's good. You know, listen to the doctors, the trainers, and his body, and, and uh, just don't be impatient and just get better on a daily basis. Do you look more for his mobility at this stage versus the velocity on the ball to kind of gauge where he is in his comeback? Or? Yeah, I think he's. I think all those that stuff's coming. But I, you know, when when you miss as much time as you miss, you got to give yourself time to get back, and that's what we're doing right now. So we're looking at all of it, but uh, you know, um, we're not putting any. Uh, you know, undue pressure on on his return because you know his him getting back in there is going to have everything to do with um, you know how he keeps progressing. We're real encouraged with the daily progression that he's made. So we haven't really had a timeline at all on him as far as we like when. Everyone keeps talking about the conditioning being a concern at this point. Where do you need to see him condition wise? Well, I don't know that we need to see anything other than um, him feeling better after better and better after days of hard work and I know that's uh, that's been you know a, a positive that every time he's come out and thrown um, he's come back and you know I'm sure there's some general soreness as everybody coming back off an injury but I think it's been better each day so um, we don't really have you know any like set time what the condition is he's getting himself in condition working hard on that uh, we know he'll be ready to go in regards to his mindset if this is the decision how willing able is he to defer to that? Well, I don't think we're the mindset we've ever gone down that road. We're just getting ready to play this game this week. Um, we're not we're not focused on when and what and all those things. We know what's up. Our challenge is this week as far as a football team and who's playing quarterback, and that's all we focus on. How does getting Des back help your offense? Oh, immensely. On you, you know, you can't replace Des. Um, we've had guys that have stepped in. And done a really good job in his absence, but uh, having him back is huge for us, and we're really uh, fired up seeing him back out on the field. How tough like it's the, like he's been playing the whole time, or you have to kind of ease him in in terms of his snaps and how much he plays. Uh, I don't know. We talk, we talk really play time uh, percentage more on Friday and, and really Saturday, and uh, uh, but he'll play a good amount. Um, you know, a little probably not every play of the game, but you know we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll have kind of a rotation that we have in mind for him. Uh, that was Scott Linehan. I'll play a little more of the interview here 
in a couple minutes, but I wanted to remind you all to check out the Locked On Podcast Network. Along with Locked On Cowboys, every other NFL team has an insider on the podcast. The NBA season is underway. Check out Locked On NBA. Every team there is covered as well. So please check out Locked On Podcast Network on Audio Boom, on iTunes, what have you. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your colleagues. Locked On is the place to get the latest news on your favorite teams. But as you heard Scott Linehan talking, the real interesting thing is the timeline. Linehan repeatedly said, we don't have a timeline. We didn't really know when Tony Romo was going to come back, etc. That is a half-truth as uh, now that we're in a political season. The Cowboys certainly thought Tony Romo was going to be ready by this week, and that is why they did not put him on IR. They did not want – if he went on IR before the season, the first game he could play would be that November 6th game – after this Philly game at Cleveland. And the Cowboys certainly didn't know what they had in Dak Prescott or what Dak Prescott would do in leading them five straight wins. So you can see from Jerry Jones to Jason Garrett to Scott Linehan, everyone is kind of softening their stance on when exactly they might make this quarterback change back to Tony Romo. So uh, I thought that was very interesting. Of course, you heard him talking about Des Bryant kind of getting the star receiver back after uh, Dez missed three games with a hairline fracture in his right knee. But let, let's uh, – I'm going to play a little more of the Scott Linehan audio and then I'll uh, g- give you my thoughts on the Eagles game on Sunday, give you my prediction, and let you all on your way. That's the difference, isn't for him two weeks later having the bye week to try and play against three things. Well, I don't really know. I can answer that, but I know he's going to feel better. I think the, the rest and, and, the, and the additional two weeks has been beneficial, be beneficial for any of the guys that have been playing too. So I think everybody's coming back with a little more bounce their step, a little bit of rest last week, and ready to go. Philly generally likes to rush more, but then they blitzed a lot against Minnesota. What do you prepare for this week? Uh, you got to prepare for both. Um, they got a really good front four, so they don't have to blitz. Uh, some teams blitz more because, you know, maybe they don't have the same kind of weapons they do. But they they get a lot of their pressure with their with their four man rush. Um, but they have a really good scheme. They can mix in um, pressures with their linebackers and their secondary. And uh, so we got to be ready for both. How good that front is and how well they do against the run. Is there anything you guys can do to mitigate that, or is it just a matter of executing? It's an execution game. Both of you know we're our job to execute against them, and I'm sure they have the same goal against us. So. It'll be a it'll be a fun matchup to watch. They just go uh, go at it. They've got a we've got a ton of respect for their football team and their defense and the scheme they run. And uh, so we we got we're gonna have to answer the bell. It's a real tough challenge. What kind of challenge? Just being able to execute against guys that can play the run well and can rest the passer. So they're it's, it's really two parts. Um, not just like they're good against the run. They're excellent against the pass too. So. Um, and get a lot of pressure on the quarterback without blitzing. So you know, those are those are our challenges as a team, and we're uh, you know certainly looking forward to. It. How would you say Dak has handled the blitz so far this season? I think he's been good. He hasn't got a ton of it, um, but he's been able to uh, make 
uh, make good plays against the blitz. He's done a great job of ID identifying the defense. Um, studies real hard, gets himself ready, and um, knows you know what what's in store for him as far as what to expect, and has handled some non-scouted looks that we've gotten in our game plan stuff. So I think he's at this point done a really nice job. Uh, their defense particularly good in the red zone. I think Minnesota had four trips last week and got seven points out of it. Yeah, and they've got I think we counted seven non-scores in the red zone, which you know they they do the red zone stats based on touchdowns, and uh, they've been holding people short of touchdowns. But the one thing they've done is turn the ball over, whether they get interceptions or uh, stop people on fourth down. Um, keep them from getting in the end zone. That's the that's the goal. And though Coach Schwartz is, you know, he's been a really, really good uh, coach for a long, long time, but he does a great job down there uh, of, of keeping guys out of the end zone. So we're going to have a heck of a challenge come Sunday. All right, that was Scott Linehan. And as you heard, he had a lot of praise for Jim Schwartz. The Eagles defensive coordinator, of course, Scott Linehan and Jim Schwartz worked together uh, in Detroit, so they knew each other well. Um, so it should be a very interesting matchup. I think the matchup kind of to watch, so to speak, is the Cowboys offensive line against this Eagles front. The Washington Redskins gashed them for 230 y- rushing yards a couple weeks ago. Uh, but with that being said, the Eagles have held four of their six opponents fewer than 100 yards rushing. So Ezekiel Elliott and the offensive line will have their work cut out to establish the running game against the Eagles. And then on the flip side, I think a uh, key matchup to watch would be Demarcus Lawrence going up against Jason Peters, the, the Eagles' left tackle. Demarcus Lawrence has yet to get a sack this season. And he is hungry. I talked to him the other day. He wants that sack. And he is going to go all out. And he's still working through a shoulder injury, working through a back injury. Uh, and on top of that, he's he's playing more right defensive end. Whereas last year when he added those eight sacks, he was playing more on the left side. So, uh, so DeMarcus Lawrence going through some adjustments. But I, I, I think he's going to turn the corner here at some point, whether it's this week, uh, maybe next week, of course, Joe Thomas. Cleveland's terrible, but Joe Thomas is the the one saving grace they have on their team. So uh, those are a couple matchups I'm going to for sure keep an eye out for. Y'all should as well. Should be a good one. I've got the Cowboys winning this game 27, excuse me, 24 to 23. I think it's going to be a field goal. Uh, type game. I think the Eagles are going to be able to get in territory, but the Cowboys, classic bend but don't break defense, hold them to some field goals, and the offense will be able to edge them out when it's all said and done. So I, I expect a very tight game, a very close game, but in the end, I do think the Cowboys pull this one out as Dak Prescott has played just, in my opinion, just better than Carson Wentz, and Wentz has had a great start to the season so far, but uh, what Dak Prescott has been able to do with all these 100-plus quarterback rating games and and only one turnover so far. The Cowboys only have five turnovers uh, uh, from an offensive standpoint, which is the fewest in the NFL, I believe. So they've done a good job taking care of the ball. I expect them to do that again Sunday. 
uh, and walk out of there with a win and a six and one record, and even more quarterback controversy coming up uh, with Tony Romo getting back to practice. But as always, I uh, appreciate y'all listening in. Again, I'm Drew Davidson of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Please check out StarTelegram.com. Myself, Clarence E. Hill Jr. and Shereen Williams have all the Cowboys news posted there and covered there. There's nowhere else you really need to go. Uh, we do have, obviously, stiff competition, and they do a good job themselves. But, you know, of course, I like to favor the Star-Telegram. Uh, and I hope you all enjoy the stories we have been putting out, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Enjoy the game. I will be back on Monday with some post-game recaps. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.